0: Hi there, welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday morning, April 19th, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, Kyle Soppy producers and researchers, and I am merely Eric Carabao. On today's show, pretty much everyone is hurt. We're not doctors, but we'll do our best to convey our panic levels. Also, the requisite pitchers to watch, trivia, hash browns, all that fun. Tristan, baseball has already started for today. <laughs> the Red Sox morning yep. game. And uh, so people listening to the show, your weekly uh, your weekly deadlines have already passed. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you did the right things and you got your lineups in. Um, I, 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 had angst to be honest with you, Tristan. I had some angst this morning on, on, on my, on my lineups because there's a couple of players who are hurt that may go on the injury list, but we may not know until later today. We may not know until Tuesday. Uh, Acuna and Marte, you know, you're watching Sunday night baseball and then all of a sudden the best player in fantasy is, is pointing at his abdomen. So, um, what we're going to try to do early on in this show today, everyone is, is go quickly through the injuries that happened this past weekend, because you know, we've got like a world series and we've got two National League MVPs in recent years, a world series MVP, the best player in fantasy, a top 10 starter. Anyone else? I mean... And, and we, didn't even, we didn't even get to the guys who
1: are already in a questionable injury situation. So for me, it's will any of those Houston players come back? Because you remember on Friday it was mentioned Dusty Baker had hinted there's no Bregman or Altuve or any of those until they get back from the road trip. So you lose half
0: a week. It's, you know, it's a light-up nightmare week. It, it, it really is. And then you got the Twins who are dealing with the, the virus. Yeah. So – Can you give a broad perspective here on this? This is obviously... You know, look, there's bigger things going on than fantasy baseball. But as a fantasy baseball manager, like, what do you do? Like, not it's not just injuries, but and COVID, but like, there's so much uncertainty with what, who you should leave in your lineups. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I tend to find I hedge on injuries, and I'd rather go with the known volume than with players who have significant questions. It's a little bit different for players like Acuna, of course, but it, it depends on who else you have available to you. I actually found when I went to the free agent list in a lot of my my leagues that the alternative just was not good enough. And I'm sure you found that to be the case in quite a few of your leagues too. Because I mean, you and I play a lot of those deeper leagues.
0: At some point this morning, I decided this is what I'm going with and I'm going to live with it. It made sense. It was, I try to do the most reasonable thing. So like I sat Starling Marte in one league and in another, an important league, I left him active because the the, the option was not great. It was like Wilmer Flores. And I thought, all right, you know, let's hope he plays. Yeah, maybe it's minor. So let's get right to it. Let's start with Acuna and Marte. We can group some of these together, actually. And Acuna is awesome. And Marte's a top 10 fantasy outfitter. And they both got her on Sunday. Marte left in at bat in the ninth inning, holding his side. It's an oblique. And we saw Acuna pointing at his abdomen. Um, I think it's likely that both end up on the injured list, but not until Tuesday. Um. So, but but overall, this neither injury seems like a long term problem. Maybe it's a two week injury list, and that's it. I would take that. That's not a big deal, right?
1: Yes, and I mean, you and I have historically leaned towards get the players healthy while they're on the sidelines and have them be back to us at one hundred percent as soon as possible, rather than try to play through things, miss some time here and there, manage injuries. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not panicked. There was a lineup issue and everybody listening now doesn't have the luxury of making that decision retroactively. We have very few Monday games. Yeah, we've got early Monday baseball, but there, there really weren't that many games on Monday. So there's no reason for teams to race transactions. I know this drives fantasy managers crazy. It's a lot like the injured list situation on opening day. That's just the MLB transaction rules. You You do the best you can with it. And at least it's early in the year, 162 and 187 days, and you can try to correct those issues later. But no, I'm not panicked. You're, you're not panicked either, are you?
0: I'm not panicked. I expect an injury list stint, but I expect two weeks, and they're back by the end of the month. Um, I, I'm I, I Honestly, I'm a little bit more panicked about Fernando Tatis Jr. If you watch his at-bats this weekend against the Dodgers, he came back Friday. You mentioned earlier you'd rather a guy sit longer, and not come back prematurely. They rushed him back, and he homered in his first game to center field, but then he was he was one for sixteen for the weekend with six strikeouts or one for fourteen. And he looked terrible and he looked terrible in the field too. He looked cautious. I I don't want to be pessimistic. I hope he continues to play. But man, if I could trade him for a top twenty guy, a hitter or a pitcher right now, I would do it. Um, I I don't Red, know. Redraft,
1: of course. Redraft, of course.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, obviously, if you're if you're starting over in a draft, you don't draft him the first two rounds. But he, I've got him on a team, and I would I would definitely entertain trade offers because. I don't think this ends well. I, I don't think this ends with him playing, you know, 140 games and hitting 35 home runs and stealing 20 bases. I It just, you know, hope, and again, this week, you as you definitely noted in your forecaster, they've got a rematch with the Dodgers. Great pitching. They've got Burns <laughs> and Woodruff for the Brewers. Yep. You can make the case to actually sit Tatis in your fantasy league this week. But overall, what are your thoughts on Tatis? Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. You're right.
1: I mean, he didn't look great during this weekend series. He hit the home run. I, My big worry with Tatis is exactly the same place we were with Stefania when she joined us a little over a week ago, that nothing's changed. He came back quickly. I think all three of us were surprised by that. I know you are. I know I am. I'm concerned that as a guy who does a lot of deep research during the offseason, trying to find those excuses and explanations for what ultimately were disappointing years for players, that Tatis could be that. That we find out after the year that he played at 80 to 85 percent. And wow, that's why his numbers were down. I don't like seeing that in baseball players. I want to see them at their best. and. You know, maybe that's gonna lead to a setback where he is on the shelf at some point later. I I am I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm with you that that yeah, maybe you consider what what else is out there, uh, at least in redraft leagues.
0: Let's move on to the starting pitcher, Steven Strasberg or Washington. This is no surprise to me. Lance Lynn of the White Sox, this is a surprise because he pitched great on Thursday. I think Lynn is a short injury list stint with a trapezius muscle. I wouldn't panic. I would I, I benched him this week in a, a couple of leagues, and Kyle knows I got him everywhere. But uh, I think it's only one week. And I think he's back. Strasburg, his velocity was down. And then that ridiculous thing where he's holding his shoulder in the in the back of the dugout and he's angry that cameras picked it up and his manager's angry. Really, you're angry that cameras are catching you holding your shoulder. Um, I think this is a serious thing with Strasburg. I bet, bet we don't see him for a while. I dropped him out of my top 50 starting pitchers. I don't think he's making 20 starts. Um, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I mean, not to help, not those durable fell to start with. And uh, comes off surgery to, for a nerve injury, there could be a problem with that. Uh, am I being too pessimistic here that he doesn't make 20 starts? You're, you're not. It's You're
1: making a statement, but I, I don't think it's an unfair statement to make. And I've got similar concerns to that. And since you mentioned these two players, the schedule does not really dictate what the teams did in these situations. The Nationals had off days coming up so that they could try to manage Strasbourg, avoid a couple of outings, and then bring him back. The White Sox don't have that luxury with Lynn. They're going to have to miss him for that Cleveland game. So we're just going to lose the what would have been an amazing matchup for him on Wednesday. But I agree with you that he comes back. Strasburg, I think you're right. I think that this might end up being something that that bothers him all year or it costs him a month to two-month absence. His velocity was down. You and I talked a lot about the problem with him if velocity is down, that he's not as effective a pitcher. So he needs to take the time off to recapture that if he's going to give us any sort of fantasy production. You said 20 starts. They might not be good 20 starts.
0: All right. Let's move on to the outfitters who won MVPs in the national league recently. Cause I don't want to keep talking about Strasburg and I don't want to compare him to anybody. I was thinking, you know, if you, if you say 20 not so great starts, I can think of a couple of pitchers who m- might make 20 not so great starts, including a guy we argued about last week. And I, I just don't want to do that again. Um, and you Wait, know, which not, one was
1: last week. I'm curious now.
0: Yeah. Well, Kluber, cause oh, you know, yeah, cause, yeah. cause you know, that, that can't end well, but, um, <laughs> Let's move on. Bellinger and Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, both on the injured list, different stuff here. Cody Bellinger, turns out it wasn't a calf problem. <laughs> it's a slight fracture, a stress fracture in his in his shin. And um, and my concern with him would be the Dodgers don't need him back anytime soon. They're so good and so deep. They could just play Zach McKinstry every day and not care. And even when he comes back, they don't care. But the Brewers are different. Yelich had a back injury, but he was playing well. And I had concerns about Bellinger's statistics even before we he got hurt yelich not, not as many concerns i think he comes back this weekend and i think he's fine um so again it's, it's almost like strasberg lynn i think yelich is fine comes back this weekend i think bellinger's out a while
1: yes i don't like seeing a back injury with yelich which you and i talked about the other day but I agree that that maybe this really was for the best, that he takes the time to get back to 100%. So I'll, I'll stay on the optimistic side. I don't want to be all pessimism with the injury so far. And I agree. I do think Bellinger's is we, – we didn't even get a timetable. To me, I, that's another one where I assume we're looking at a month plus. I, I I have to think they take their time with him, and you're correct about the depth. They can get by without him for that time.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. They bring up this guy named Rayleigh, and he's hitting homer. Like, they have Raleigh, they have Rios, they have McKinstry – such a good job with player evaluation really was the kenta
1: maeda trade guy wasn't he he came in the kenta maeda yeah he
0: came from the twins because the twins didn't have outfield room and which is why they cut um who was it or they didn't protect badu right Mm -hmm. Is it badu who the twins had and the tigers took him as a rule five
1: and they let eddie rosario go too that's just like a a packed outfield
0: (laughs) right it's like a sim team that just has so many options a pitcher or outfield they just let some guys go and then they they're like oh i should have kept that guy yeah. <laughs> um, well Among Us hasn't done that. But um I think it's a good time to trade for y'all. I moved Bellinger out of my top 20 outfitters. I think this this lasts a while. And I already was concerned that he would hit 260 with 30 home runs, which is fine, but not fine for a top 10 outfitter. So if he's Eddie Rosario, then that's not good enough. If if Chris, if Cody Bellinger is Eddie Rosario, and I know you hate when I do these comps, but I mean we project Rosario to hit 260 with 30 homers and now maybe steal 10 bases. If Cody Bellinger's not doing that. Why are we all in love with him still? So you see my point
1: here? I do, yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, because I am very pro in general the skill sets of Bellinger and Rosario, I like where you're going with that. Um, the only slight difference between the two is that Bellinger's plus for fantasy was the contribution of anywhere from 12 to 15 stolen bases. So that is something that bothers me. If, As you said, Rosario, if he loses those steals, that has a dramatic impact on him. Not for the better.
0: No. And, and there's, and again, so deep, it's like almost the future of baseball is that teams have so much depth that they can afford to do this. Um, what did you do with twins? By the way, speaking of Rosario's old team, like, like this week, cause they, they skipped, they couldn't play Saturday and Sunday against the angels because they had um, the COVID outbreak. And we still don't know other than Kyle Garlick. And I don't even know how we know that. Um, we don't know, like they're not playing Monday they're hopefully a doubleheader Tuesday against Oakland, but that's no guarantee. Like I've got Nelson Cruz everywhere and I left him active, hoping that it's half a week. But I don't know. Like, what do you do here? <laughs> There's no blueprint in fantasy, right? There isn't. And it it is
1: an extremely difficult situation with that. Uh, I guess the optimism I could give you is just that they, I think they mentioned they thought they got 80% of their players up to the level of being vaccinated. So maybe it's not as widespread as the Nationals uh, situation at the beginning of the year. <laughs> You, you know, they have no two-start pitcher according to their current pitching grid. They might not be able to squeeze in that doubleheader. They're intending to do it right now. It also has an impact on the opponents. I mean, it completely shuffled the Los Angeles Angels rotation. It's going to affect the Oakland A's, so that's planning as well for there. So it often isn't just the team that's, you know, the, the one being hit by an outbreak that, that you've got problems with. It's other teams that are coming in there, and you have to prepare for planning. Pittsburgh, if you, you rely on Pittsburgh players in NL only leagues, they have the weekend series. They come into Minnesota for the weekend i'm i'm leaning towards an okay on the twins if i have them starting but if they're borderline players get someone else
0: and hopefully it's not the vancouver canuck situation um let's get some names in here uh just quick quick observations joey Votto hitting for power again buying or not buying
1: buying yeah he made some of those he, he talked a lot about the adjustments during the offseason yeah
0: i added him in a weekly and dumped miguel sano I hope that's right, but I, I I genuinely fear not only for the COVID outbreak for the twins that Miguel Sano hits under 200 this season. Okay, I can get behind that. Like yeah. that's that's like worse yeah. than Joey Gallo. That's a major th- issue if Miguel Sano hits 28 home runs and bats 194.
1: Yeah, if Otto narrows the gap in power. Between him and Sano, his plate discipline is obviously the almost entirely exact opposite of Sano's. So, yeah, I could get on board with that. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Uh, Josh Harrison, a lot of multi-hit games here. Not running, no power, but, you know, we would take a 300 batting average from Josh Harrison. He's got to play. Got to play him. you interested in Josh Harrison?
1: Not much more than my reserve pick in Taut Wars this year. That's about... I, I mean, maybe now he would be one of your last guys in the draft in one of those deeper Let's leagues. Let's compare I'm him. Not, I'm not a big, You know what he is? He's Danny Santana this year. There are guys who come out of nowhere who
0: contribute. Well, Danny Santana had a 25-25 season two years ago, didn't he? And otherwise, he hasn't really
1: contributed a lot. But my point being, they're... they're some of the least likely candidates perform well for fantasy out of nowhere. And maybe that's Harrison this year.
0: All right. Harrison or Rubenet door of your Yankees. You're stumbling. Oh, Yankees. Who would you rather have? Either picking them up.
1: Yeah, I guess I'd go Harrison there. I think there's a little bit more of a commitment.
0: Um, how much do you like Aaron Savali? He's off to a great start going deep into games. We saw it early last season. Um, first three starts, 19 innings, six earned. Then he got tired in September or something went wrong in September, but he's off to a great start. Is Savali a potential Top twenty starting pitchers, not there now, but is he potentially? I don't
1: think I, I don't think that's his true talent. I think he belongs in the top forty, locked in. I don't know that it's a top twenty skill set. Probably uh, the one where, where where um where Kyle Hendricks has been annually over the past half decade.
0: And steven Mats, and we'll get to this later. But I mean, eighteen in eighteen and in third innings, eighteen strikeouts, three earned runs. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah they need it.
1: Your do you, thoughts? At what, yeah. To what level of
0: an investment do you
1: make? I mean, to me, Matt's know. has got to be rostered everywhere, but I don't trust the health
0: history. No, I don't trust anything history. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be negative, but like, it's a good start. I think we've seen good starts before. Um, what else? Tyler Glass now. Loving him. Look I mean, me, top man. look top 10 maybe at some point.
1: Another guy where I don't trust the health history, but if I could, top 10, yes.
0: And Herman Marquez looked good at Coors Field. I, I have I have him in tout, so I'm excited about that. I haven't sat him yet. All right, what are you are you
1: Oh, are you starting him this week? He's home Um, in the Houston series. One I, start.
0: I, I, I did because the only other option, I have injuries there. I have Rendon, I have Lynn. I had to make some pickups on Sunday night. So I, if I was going to sit Marquez there, it would have been for like Emilio Pagan. So I decided to leave him active. Um, And, and look, he just pitched well at Coors. So I'm hoping that he pitches well again. And again, I don't know how much of Houston's lineup is there. So I left him active, yeah. for better or worse.
1: I really don't um, think they're going to have the full lineup. So I think it's – I, I started him too.
0: I've got Kyle Hendricks everywhere, by the way. And I'm watching Sunday night, and, and they're hitting home run after home run. And and not exactly – they're all Freddie Freeman. I mean, it's like Adrianza's hitting a home run. Gosh,
1: got- I, you know, again, I botched it. Marquez is the Philly start. I'm I'm getting my days wrong. Here I'm trying to get this game up here, and I can't get it to work. <laughs>
0: Um, let me ask you this, because I've got Kyle Hendricks in most leagues, and I've got Patrick Corbin in, in labor where I can't bench him. So what wh- what do you do in leagues with good pitchers or pitchers that you think should be good? We think Kyle Hendricks will still be good, maybe not so much Patrick Corbin. But what do you do with pitchers like this? Do you just sit them until time comes? Do you do you drop them? Like do I drop Corbin? Like I, what? You can't drop him and only because he got you into this mess. He's got to get you out of this mess. Is how I look at it, but. Right. I sat Kyle Hendricks in a league where I could sit him, but like, I don't want to drop the guys like this because three weeks ago, I really liked Kyle Hendricks a lot. Should three weeks change that?
1: So perhaps to you, uh, Kluber is my Corbin where the concerns are now legitimate enough that in an ESPN standard, they are reaching the cut. Territory. But not with durability.
0: We don't want to compare the durability. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm talking just the true the true fantasy value where you would place him in the starting pitching rankings. They could be roughly equivalent of one another. I do Corbin, yes, of course, is a safer individual there. But I don't like the stuff. I didn't like the stuff I saw last year. I don't see any improvements whatsoever this year. He looks like the exact same
0: guy he, as he did. He, in spring training, his velocity was up. And I thought, OK, that was just a blip in 2020. And now the velocity is down yet again. So people are, are saying, well, you should have known better. But we saw him in March, in mid-March, and he looked good. He was throwing hard so or hard for him. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to make a case. So he has a start. We'll get to the day-by-day coming up in a minute. But it's, it's hard, hard to rely on him right now. Um, let's do some songs here. The Closer Carousel, if you mind.
1: It's the Closer Carousel.
0: Over under saves this season for Kendall Graveman. I'll set it at 20 and a half. And what is half a save? Well, don't ask. But you know what I mean. <laughs> this is so you don't get ties. I like it. Uh, I like when you is, have yeah, an over- yeah. for, for real gamblers, which we are not. But like he looks great, and he's barely. I'm gonna There's-
1: say I'm gonna say over. I I told you, yeah, we gotta believe in the skills bumps, and the Mariners are making that commitment now. You know what? You got me. I'm I'm on the over, and you were there first. I give you credit; you were there first. I'm with you now.
0: He was just pitching well, and but I thought Montero would keep the job longer than two weeks. But our friend Dave Schoenfield thinks that Graveman's getting 45 saves, and Dave writes for ESPN, so he must be right. Um, <laughs> He's
1: joking, man.
0: <laughs> my concern here would actually be if Seattle's good start is not legit, and they go and they they look like Pittsburgh or Texas in the second half of the season. I don't want to get negative. You know, I'd love for Seattle to make the playoffs. Seattle and Philly have the longest droughts. And I don't know who's closer. To be to be blunt, I don't know who's closer to making the playoffs between those teams. But um, I would say Graveman should be added in in most leagues at this point. That that could be a top flight closer.
1: By the way, I think Graveman is rostered in three percent of ESPN leagues,
0: something like that. It's an absurdly low number. It's at eighteen now, okay. uh, so he had a good weekend in terms of that. But like, okay. I'm looking at the the relief pitcher most added dropped. Yimi Garcia, Miami, get him. All right, so let's do like a name game here: Graven versus Garcia. Rest of the season, I would still take Garcia, but what say you? That's close and competitive. The changes
1: that Graven has made, well, legit. might make me on board.
0: It's it's pretty close. I'm I, I'm gonna go Graveman there. I, he is he has definitely changed himself. Uh, Grayman versus Oakland's Lou Trevino. I'll probably go Trevino there. He might if keep that die roll all season now. He
1: wants a year-long opportunity for somebody, and and he is stepping up so far.
0: So Trevino Graveman versus uh, Cleveland's Emmanuel Closet, who looks good. Closet's got to be top of this list. A I'm starting to think of as a top 10 closer in fantasy over Karinczak. Karinczak might have better stuff, or he does have better stuff, but Closet's got the closer role.
1: Closet, I'll continue to stress, the expectations that everyone in fantasy had for Jordan Hicks have fallen squarely on Closet's shoulders. He has met that projection.
0: Mark Melanson this season, more strikeouts. I mean, more strikeouts or more saves?
1: Oh, wow. I'm going to say a, it's The fact strikeouts. that we can even ask
2: that is a problem. I'm going to say
1: it's strikeouts. I. But like 50 I'll to
0: 35?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet that there's a blip where somebody else sneaks in there and steals a couple of the saves, and that's why. <laughs> um, i
0: like that question what do you do with all these other dodger relievers kenley jansen is still the closer but they win every day so somebody else is always getting another save david price victor gonzalez uh cory blake Tronan's first save is pending any minute now what do you do with those other pitchers price gonzalez canabel like do you gotta roster them because they could all get 10 saves they could win yeah. they could win 115 games and jansen save only 30
1: yeah I think guys like Gonzalez and Canable contribute enough to you in the other categories. They can be meaningful in deeper leagues. <clears throat> what I love about these individuals is that I will fill every available pitching spot on any day my starters aren't working with types like this. And that is a great bullpen to draw from. So that's a perfect opportunity. Go and exploit him in the ESPN games.
0: And don't drop Jake McGee. He should be off the COVID list any minute. Uh, we hope Tyler no, Rodgers. Well. Nothing more. Right. Tyler Rogers got a save Sunday because McGee was out, but I think McGee is a 35 save closer. He looks great. I was wrong about him. Uh, Sing the song for combo meals, please.
1: Hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal.
0: And one of these days, Kyle needs to video you doing your little dance (laughs) during that song (laughs) and tweet it out kyle you were watching this and you're laughing along with me you I gotta you oh, gotta no. you, you gotta record it and then tweet it out he's dancing he's pointing he's doing all these
2: funny things it's awesome stuff It's you, it's better. been described myself. it well last week with the elaine bennis dance that's pretty close to what it is along with singing so
0: it's, it's fantastic it's, it's probably better than i love, than the, the what I love elaine
1: bennis with the uh, sneaky cameo this weekend that was pretty brilliant <laughs>
0: If only our advice was as good as the dance, uh Jose Ramirez <laughs> had a combo meal on Thursday. He's awesome, tied for second with Racunha for the most since the beginning of last season. monasteryy still leads i haven't I haven't heard word one about Montesci's return by the way. I doubt it happens in April
1: there was um a hint that he was starting the comeback trail, but it's we're it's not imminent, not close
0: uh saturday Marcana, jonathan davis manuel margot and and andres jimenez yeah that's uh four people who've never been in my kitchen speaking of seinfeld um that's
1: uh oh man no oh not seinfeld (laughs) you know the show come on which show was it
0: that was cheers
1: Oh, it was Cheers, right. Yeah. It was that was one of my favorite Cheers episodes of all time. I loved that episode.
0: I, I feel bad getting that one wrong. Um, but I, th- I just assume at this point everything was Seinfeld. Um, Jimenez is important because he's one of the few guys we projected for 25 steals, I believe. Yeah. And he's off to a terrible start. But it, it's nice to see a combo meal. You still believe? And, and if you're ranking, well, ranking. Jimenez or his partner, Ahmed Rosario, who's playing some center field, neither of them look good. Do either of them need to be rostered in a ESPN standard league?
1: Uh, I'd say Jimenez is closer of the two. And I don't think either has to be Jimenez is quicker, gives you more stability in the stolen base column. If you're in a desperate need of that, he's got the multi eligibility, but I don't think his hitting skills are as good as Ahmed Rosario's. And considering you've mentioned it too, over the years, Ahmed Rosario is not the most patient of players. That's not a, not a ringing endorsement of Mr. Jimenez.
0: Two-star pitchers for the week, uh, Matt Shoemaker, hopefully, Taiwan Walker, Alex Cobb, all readily available in ESPN leagues. Now, the weekly deadline's passed, but you can Cobb pick got moved. Up.
1: Cobb, Cobb got moved, though.
0: So, so it's only one?
1: They're, the Angels decided to go with Dylan Bundy and Shoei Otani, so Bundy's the only two-star for the Angels. You know Angels. what? Let's just get right to it.
0: Otani is scheduled to start Tuesday, so it's not a Sunday start. Yes. This would be his only his second outing of the season, which, frankly, is just not enough for me. But um, you tell me you like him more. What what are you doing with Otani? First of all, in a in a daily, are you using are you using Otani every time he starts as a pitcher?
1: Yes, I think his stuff is that good. By the way, the other is he's got a home game against Texas. That's bordering on a dream matchup they have talked that they have a bulk reliever prepared to take the handoff from him but even if he gives you three innings it could be fantastic against texas
0: no way man they got nick solak he is awesome they have um, one hitter.
1: great, <laughs> awesome you you told me they have one hitter
0: the only one yeah one,
1: who, who is it adonis garcia is their cleanup Dallas.
0: is it a Dallas or a Do- yeah, He's they- adonis or yeah adonis <laughs> adonis it's, it's think a it mess Dallas. Um, Tuesday on ESPN plus, this is interesting to me and we already talked about Patrick Corbin. Let's not belabor the point, but Adam Wainwright, or I I also have in multiple leagues. Are you waiting on him? It's a bad start. It's, It's like three outings and two are bad. Um, he's not a strikeout guy to start with. He loves Yachty, but he's giving up runs. Are you sticking with Wainwright? That will
1: be one that goes to who's replacing him. And if you're replacing him with interesting lames like Alex Cobb, we mentioned the other day, or Kyle Gibson, we've mentioned have have some slightly
0: improved. I'd keep um, Wainwright over both of them. I, I know you like Alex Cobb, but I still would stick with Wainwright over Cobb.
1: Right now I'm going Cobb, Gibson, Wainwright. But two weeks ago it was Wainwright, All
0: right, uh, maybe Wainwright, Gibson, Cobb. Um, big star for Chris Paddock against a, a Yelichless Milwaukee lineup. You don't think the last one was a big start? He was not good. I think they're all big starts. And I think – I hope we don't get to the point like where where we're saying do we even roster paddock at all. I hope we don't get to that point. But yeah. like it's a bad it's a bad start. Uh, Rodon is at Cleveland uh, for his first post no-hitter almost perfect game outing. Um, we always say this, you know, but like your window of opportunity to sell on Rodon is, is before that outing starts on Tuesday. Not saying he should – but if somebody views him as a top 25 starting pitcher, you move him. I don't think
1: there'll be Nobody would. Here, Nobody but I'm would. with you that if you can sell at a, at a high level. Otherwise, I actually really like him.
0: And now we pick up with Wednesday starters. And uh, I probably shouldn't discuss him because I love him and I've got him everywhere. But Zach Eflin against the Giants, So after a good start this season. Uh, he's not walking anybody, he's going deep into games. How much do you like Eflin? Could Eflin be a top 25 fantasy starting pitcher for you?
1: You know, on the high end, I think he could. I, I liked him, too. There was that little injury blip during spring training that I think threw a lot of fantasy managers off the scent. But I liked the results. The numbers were good then. And so far, so good. From from I've seen one, I think, one and a half of his outings so far during the regular season.
0: And a bunch of pitchers going on Wednesday where I just don't know what to do or if to wait. Kluber is at home on ESPN against Ian Anderson. By the way, Ian Anderson does not look very good. And we all thought he was going to be really good this season. So that's an important outing. And you know the Yankees will hit. They'll hit for power. Although I still still would not trade for Glaber Torres personally, but um, big outing for Ian Anderson, I would say. Big outing for Tariq Screwball against Mitch Keller. Mm-hmm. Keller just, you know, it's all minor league numbers with Keller, and yeah. and that's it. Keller also had that that one year
1: where his uh, peripherals supported the skills being there, and he didn't bring it together in in either the subsequent two years. I yeah, I'd agree. The by the way, the Braves. I'm keep. We mentioned with the Acuna injury, that could be a messy outfield. I'm curious to see how the lineup shakes up for those pitchers, but I'm not using Kluber. Not using Kluber. Not when Freddie Freeman's in the lineup. I'm not using him.
0: Yeah. I mean, they still got, you know, uh, Azuna and Freeman and hopefully Albies. Yeah, so but much. look how they're going to fill a lineup with the DH. Think about it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, Pablo can come well, Panda, Panda's going to play. They they legitimately
1: if Acuna is unavailable to them for that Yankee series, which it sounds like he might not be, they legitimately do not have enough players on the forty man roster, not not the active roster, forty man roster to fill their outfield.
0: Well, then let Ian Anderson bat. Um, Jake Junis, any interest? It's a good start. Y- different stuff. You're you're nodding your head. No, okay, not really. I I, I want to see a little more. I've, I oh, noticed I noticed
2: too. I just but I want to see a little more.
0: I want to see a little more Kyle come back in and it's trivia time and then Hash Browns. What do we got for trivia today, Kyle?
2: Well, you said you he was nodding his head no. I think you nod your head yes, you shake your head no. Did I have that right.
0: His body language gave me the perception that he did not like Jake Junis. And I, I think That's his words that. also did the same thing. So I, I think I think we were right on the same page there.
2: Fair enough. I think you read it right, just said it wrong. Trivia St- Stephen Matz has opened the season with three straight starts of at least six innings and no more. Then one earned run allowed. Who is the last lefty to open a season like that? Is it I Randy have no Lurch? Idea. I
0: think it's Randy Lurch. <laughs> there you More go. Nineteen seventy-eight. More recent oh, than that. That's Problems. not Randy Lurch.
2: Randy Lurch yeah. was
0: a great hitting pitcher. I'm about
2: to say he didn't do it. He's just not the last one. We've got okay. hash browns. He we'll didn't Circle do it. back <laughs> to the trivia. Yeah? <laughs> he didn't do it. All right. No, uh, fair enough. Yeah. John wants to know what your concern levels are for these outfielders. Ozuna, Blackman, and Kyle Tucker.
0: Uh, Marcelo, Ozuna, Charlie Blackman, Kyle Tucker. I don't think I have concern levels on any. I know uh, Kyle Tucker, you know, Dusty was so concerned, he's now leading him off. Uh, Ozuna's going to hit. He's not going to hit like last year. But he's going to hit. Uh, Blackman, I think we all knew he wasn't a top 10 fantasy alpha anymore. So I'd say my levels are pretty low. But Tristan?
1: Relatively low as well. Um, It it bugged me when when the Astros had their full healthy lineup that Tucker had been moved down a couple times to fifth, sixth. That did bug me quite a bit, but
0: no. It's, it's too soon to pick. I don't understand when managers do stuff like this. They really think that Kyle Tucker is going to start hitting if he lead, leads him off instead of batting him seventh. Or the Phillies, Bryce Harper had a sit, so Girardi says, oh, I'll move my number two hitters off to a great start, Reese Hoskins, and I'll move him down to third so he, he might bat less times. I don't – why do – don't do stuff like that. Like leave a guy – i don't know kyle tucker should be batting fourth or fifth for houston every day when he's slumping or not but you know i'm not the manager of that time. i'm a manager of a softball team and i'm not changing the lineup there but in, when it comes to this real life like i just don't understand why you do that but if kyle tucker gets hot again because of this then i'm all for it
2: fair enough. not much concern there i'm i'm gonna go ahead and assume the opposite is true for brian's question he wants you to rank these three pitchers the rest of the way, and give us your confidence level in any or all of them: Baumgardner, Wainwright, and Kluber.
0: You know, Baumgardner gave you five decent innings on Sunday, but um, I would not go anywhere near it's that. No. And cash in. Time to cash, cash in. in. <laughs> I said on the last show, I, I want nothing to do with Kluber. A um, Wainwright, I'm waiting. I'm honestly waiting. I because his last outing wasn't as bad as the numbers. Per, I think it was like four decent innings and then then one bad inning. I don't know. I I'm waiting. I look. I drafted Wainwright and Zach Davies on a few teams, and I'm waiting because I know they can be better than this, and I know they're not big strikeout guys, but I'm going to wait. So there, and I'm not going to I'm not going to drop either one of them for Alex Cobb. I'm just not.
2: Rank them, rank them.
0: Wainwright, I have the most confidence in, and then it would be uh, a tie in 50th place with Pam Quinter and Kluver. I don't know. Tristan, you tell me I'm wrong. I mean,
1: I don't want to keep arguing Wayne not right. I don't know that. It, I don't think there's a wrong answer. They're all kind of terrifying to me. I probably would go Kluber close to Wayne with Kluber first and then Bumgarner third. And it's not like he's worlds below where Wayne is. I just... I would probably be the most comfortable with Wainwright. If I, if if here's the thing, if any of the three of us, if we had to lock in one of these three guys for the
0: entire remainder of the year, got to be Wainwright. It is Wainwright for me. But we're not telling we're not ta- telling you he's a top fifty starting pitcher either. No, no, so don't don't get too excited. But I I just I want to I want to express a little bit more caution with guys like him and Zach Davies. I have him on on labor and and, and Corbin. Like what am I? What do you do when your ERA is seven for the season? And, and it's because of these three pitchers is right. nothing. You know, I don't panic. Right. I don't drop. If you drop one, you'd have to drop all three. You wait until they turn it around. That's the best way to change a batting average and an ERA whip is to wait for the bad guys to turn it around. Right. And you know, and Eric, you know, my take on Zach Davies, you have got
1: to wait. You've got to wait. Even with how I feel about Zach Davies, I'm sorry. He's going to get better.
2: Of course he is. Of course he is. Okay. We'll go to the other side of the spectrum here. Ben wants to know who you like the rest of the way, Loriano versus Grisham.
0: Love them both, but I still go with Grisham. I mean, he was a 2020 guy a couple of weeks ago, and he still is. Um, Loriano could be a 2020 guy, but he hasn't done it yet. So to me, Grisham would get the slight nod. But I have Loriano in my top 100, too. I just have Grisham a little bit better in my rankings.
1: Yeah, Grisham is... A top fifty-ish type of player, and Loriano is a top hundred-ish type of player. Um, I mean, how about Oakland just running wild? you, you never would have thought that the Moneyball organization would be the one that's trying to steal bases. I love Grisham. The speed grades are fantastic, and he's another one of those smart base runners, but a high effectiveness or a much improved from from earlier in his pro days.
0: Have any other thoughts on that Padres Dodgers series? Obviously, there was some ridiculousness, and you know, that was so fun. Testosterone, get high. Oh, wow. I do have one. What do you
1: got? I I really like Ryan Weathers as a prospect.
0: Yeah, he looked good in that start. He yeah. did.
1: And I don't know I, if I'm, he's going to get another start, but that's a name to keep tucked away.
0: Yeah, he he looked like something interesting to me. Um, I think I underrated Jay Cronenworth, who's actually hitting lefties. Okay, they're not they're not platooning him. He he looks like a legit guy. Uh, maybe a top hundred fantasy option that I might have thought less of. Um, Chris Taylor you know, boring, but he just puts up numbers, you know, like yeah. that's a 15 homer or 12 steel guy who bats 280 with 70 runs. Like, why is he available? I have him in a couple leagues. Um,
1: also, by the way, if you imagine if you play the out, the leagues that separate the outfield positions, this is a guy who could give you second base, shortstop, left field, center field, maybe picks up right field. Got to love a player like that. Is playing every day, hits, fills categories, plays everywhere.
2: Next up is Matt. He wants to know when you expect Jared Klenick to get the call in part two. If he was called up tomorrow, where would you rank him?
0: I think Tristan thinks he is getting called up tomorrow. What do you say there?
1: I kind of do. Yeah, I wrote about him uh, uh, today. I I think you have to get him. I'm kind of amazed that he's available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues at this point. And you, you know how this works. Once we get past the point where the service time year has been restored so that you push him back an extra year. Out of nowhere, one of these days we're going to hear he's getting called up, and then everybody's going to do the mad rush to the waiver wire. So, yeah, I, I think it's in the next ten days at the absolute most, don't you?
0: I I think it's this month, and I think if he's available in your league, you go get him now because I think he's special. Like the way we the way we regard Dylan Carlson, which you know, not everybody loves him, but the way we regard him, that's Kelnick, Kelnick. Yeah, I like a lot, that a lot. Of, I, it's a potential five category guy. I like that. That's,
1: yeah, I mean, you hear people hear Carlson and they probably don't think as highly as they should, but we liked him a lot a year ago. Yeah.
0: I still like him. I saw him this weekend or... And by the way, you're, you're giving me an 11-day projection of my 10 days. We're pretty close. Well, I refuse to let you be right. So I'll say 11 days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. We'll see. Okay, 11 versus 10. All
0: right, next.
2: <laughs> Last question comes from Luke. He wants to know if Chris Bryant's two home run game on Saturday is a sign of things to come. Or a good chance to move on.
0: How do you view the Cubs? There was one outing out of three weeks or two weeks plus where they just hit. And then Sunday night, they went back to not hitting. It was night. I mean, Rizzo hit. Bryant hit. Contreras has been hitting. Should be a decent offense. I mean, Jock Peterson's not going to hit, you know, under my weight. I mean, they got to get better. Mm -hmm. Do you sell high on Chris Bryant right now? A lot of risk. He's not going to hit for yeah, what's, average. What's, what is the high end for
1: him? I mean, is it a top 100 player? Is it a top 50 player? I don't think you're getting top 50 returns for him.
0: Can you see Chris Bryant batting 280 with 30 home runs and 10 steals?
1: No, I really can't. I can't either. I don't think he'll be way below. I think the power is generous. I think 30 homers is going to be a little We've tough. We've
0: already seen his best, which, and he can still be valuable, but like in an Eddie Rosario, if he's Eddie Rosario... That's not what you drafted, maybe. But by the by the way, with the, to the Cubs as a team, the
1: forecaster says they're underperforming by a heck of a lot. They've got them about the twelfth best overall offense. That's not not speaking well of this team so far.
0: No, and I think we could see that in their games. Um but I think but, I mean, I that's think
1: severe underperformance we're talking.
0: If you've got Chris Bryan, Anthony Rizzo, Contreras, even Jock, you wait. I think you yeah. wait.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. We're going to circle back to trivia here. Steven Matz opens the season with three straight starts of at least six innings and no more than one earned run allowed. Who is the last lefty to open a season like that? Max Fried. Max Fried is incorrect. The current player this season has three straight quality starts to his name.
0: So it's not Steve Carlton. It's
2: not Steve Carlton. He's Um, still back. Current
0: player has three
1: quality starts to his name?
2: Back
0: Uh, to back to back
2: but for you no this player the player that last did it is rostered in under 75% of leagues currently. but has three
0: straight
1: quality starts huh danny duffy
2: no that's a good guess that is a good guess
0: it's not rodan cuz he's act- matthew boyd
2: matthew boyd is the correct answer wow 2018 Way to go
0: not that many 2018, huh? Not many pitchers that are, that are lefty and have three straight quality starts. Yeah. I looked at the player radar briefly and I was like, oh, that stands out.
1: Not many players who have quality starts, let alone the left-handed qualifier.
0: Yeah. I can't believe they let Nola go nine. Um, yeah, Matthew oh, Boyd.
1: You, for, the, for the sake of record keeping, when you see that he had a shutout before and it was a seven-inning one, that's what's so frustrating about that seven-inning rule to me. You know that, oh, it's the first nine-inning one. Where'd it go, Aaron Nola.
0: Yeah, no, his pitch count was decent. Narris was warming up. I was like, this this is good. Mm-hmm. Noah looks great. And I think he leads the majors in innings since the start of 2018, which is something I people so. wouldn't have guessed. That's another trivia for you. Like, I would have guessed Lance Lynn, yep. Bieber, but not Nola. Noah's off to a good start. Wheeler, Eflin. Like, how many teams have three decent starters like that? If they could get anything out of Matt Moore and Chase Anderson and Velasquez. But.
1: I I know a guy who would love to have the Phillies top three at
0: least performance cur- current. Yeah, wh- what are you going to do, your <laughs> team? You've got one starting pitcher right now, your team, the Yankees.
1: Yeah, and yesterday he couldn't bail them out of the losing streak. I know. I'm I am worried. I did try to to make a couple picks up Domingo Herman was uh, dropped in
0: a couple of leagues of mine and uh Davey Garcia, Glaber Torres or Chris Bryant rest of the season. I'll take Torres. Would you? I yeah, don't know. He- I'm not. Torres looks looks done. Looks done. Like, he just looks like an average player to me. You hate Glaber Torres though. You but I have him. reason to, don't I? Tell me he looks good. He, you can't. All right, not done, but like done in that like that does Glaber Torres does not look like a top hundred fantasy option. And he was already. But let's go this way. He looks
1: better than Lucas Giolito does so far today. But <laughs> I love Lucas Giolito. No, look, Torres the. The thing I'll say in his defense, he has improved his plate uh, approach over the past year.
0: That might be a case where the guy just can't play a position and it affects his bat, which he I is, think is bo- He has bo- throwing
1: problems. He definitely has throwing problems from short You can see it watching him.
0: Why don't they just play LeMayu at, at first now? They now that Jay Bruce has retired and moved towards the second and just I don't know, Tyler waited short and bat him ninth. Like I don't like, why don't you just don't they have to consider that at some point?
1: I mean they've dabbled with Gio Urshela, short stuff. That didn't go particularly well that one game he started. Um but you got to get Ruly Odor in the lineup. Of course. Oh, Come on. Of course. All
2: right. That, no, I'm, I'm with you.
0: If if you could pick up a short yeah, I'm with you. Uh by the way, Jay Bruce, you know, never a fantasy first round pick, but it's a pretty good career. More than 300 home runs. You know, never won a batting title, but he he had like f- four or five seasons of 30 home runs. Yeah, you know, underrated he was, player. You he was count on him. He was
1: so overrated in fantasy. He was underrated.
2: All right,
0: just like our show. Is it? What do you think? That could be like us. Maybe no.
1: (laughs) I thought we were just. uh, What was it? Not Uh, even rated. Better. We're marginally We're right better out. than the replacement level. <laughs> we haven't dropped to replacement level, I hope, right? We're still marginally better or are we marginally worse now? Just marginal.
0: Um, by the way, if you want better than marginal, check out the Baseball Tonight podcast. They do a great job and they do it every day. That's all for today's show. Kyle Sapi is awesome and today he really earned it. Uh, Tristan H. Cockgraff, you're awesome too. And I'm Eric Carable. Have an awesome week.